0: hi everyone welcome to uh, part three of on the barricades uh sometimes um, uh sometimes monthly thumbs up thumbs down and this is part three of our uh this is part three of our uh, discussion uh and boy, let let's 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 let, let, let's let's get straight to it because you had many good thumbs up and thumbs down what's uh what's uh what's what's on your radar and actually before you get into that, I just had to do. I just have to do two quick follow-ups. Two quick follow-ups. Uh, the uh, the scuffle over those Catholic fundamentalists uh, who wanted to ban divorce, but engaged in. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you know, but b- b- engaged in adultery. One of them actually confronted uh, the other about it and punched him and the and and yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> there was there was there was some violence, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and that. I just have to and I just have to give one quick follow-up. I do have to give one quick follow-up. Uh I can assure you, these truckers in Canada, there is nothing progressive about them. As always, they do have legitimate concerns. I will grant. I will grant everyone that there are legitimate uh, concerns that lockdowns cause much more adverse adverse effects to one's mental health. And is the vaccine one hundred percent safe? I think. I, I think. I think we can have an honest discussion about that. But there is nothing progressive about these. Uh, Chuckers, in the, uh, you know, in the end of the day. Many of them, uh, you know, are part of this uh, ridiculous Wexit movement, people who want Alberta to be its own uh, country so that they can extract uh, fossil fuels. These people show no solidarity for indigenous people defending, uh, uh, de- you know, de- you know, defending uh, the right not to have their water polluted by, uh, by fossil fuels and whatnot. And very right wing very 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 right wing uh you know you know a lot of these people and i just you know have to say you know the people who 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 keep complaining about lockdowns this and lockdowns that i would have to you know you know i don't know why people keep getting in, into frenzy why they keep throwing feces about having lockdowns when there are no lockdowns happening <laughs> In the U.S., there are no lockdowns happening. Maybe in some of the blue states that voted for Joe Biden or certain communities, there are some forms of uh, lockdowns and people have to show proof of vaccination to go into, uh, you know, restaurants and stuff like that. But there are really no strict uh, lockdowns going on. Even in Europe, when, when people say, oh, my gosh, there's a lockdown happening, there's not a lockdown happening. There's a curfew happening. And many of the restaurants and so forth do say you need proof of uh, vaccination to, to uh, you know, to uh, get in. So, so I don't know where everyone is getting pissed off about you know lockdowns and stuff like that. And in the UK, the only kind of lockdowns that are really happening are nightclubs. Like the nightclub industry has been devastated. And, mm-hmm. but, but this is where the left needs to step up to the plate. And even if we're not in power, even if the most Flaming Marxist is not in power. We do need to present a plan, which is, okay, we need to have lockdowns, but we will bail out your business. But we will give you a universal basic income. We will give you uh, paid uh, sick leave, and, and and, and we will make sure that everyone is taken care of. And this is where the Chinese did a very great thing, because when the pandemic shit hit the fan, the Chinese were building hospitals and were building infrastructure to... Alleviate the uh, e- you know the economic suffering that people were going to get from the lockdown, and of course, to take care of people who were going to be sick from COVID. So I just have to uh, just have to say uh, that. And now we get to uh, Boyan. What is your uh, you know was your thumbs uh, thumbs down and or or thumbs up or? Well, uh, I, I,
1: I'll try to be I'll try to be very brief here uh, because. Uh, <clears throat> There are many things I'd gladly talk about, right? But uh, I, I want to focus on those that are, well, in the center of the, you know, global political debate, if you like. Uh, and I can't but mention the imminent invasion that, uh, you know, is 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 right around the corner since early November last year. Okay,
0: and, <laughs> the invasion uh, they that they keep first- saying is going to happen, but it's actually not going to happen. <laughs> Because yeah,
2: the yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Just, in January, you know but I think it's like the end of the world you know so
1: Yeah yeah probably yes but you know I I mean first they were gonna attack in uh, you know, in in December, then they were going to yeah. attack in the beginning of January. Then they were going to attack at the end of January. Now they're going to attack in February. You know, I guess at the end of February they're going to attack in March. You know, and stuff like that. So uh, this is this is something that is very sad, really. And I don't know whom this thumbs up is is more for for the public opinion or for the uh, uh, for the papers or, or media uh, propping up this nonsense, because uh, like. Guys, I mean, can't you just see through that? I mean, it's obviously there's something wrong with this concept, right? So, uh, and and I just can't quite see any... uh, any reactions uh maybe I should not expect them or maybe I'm looking at the wrong place but uh, you know when you look at, at, at the professional commentariat I mean those people that comment on pretty much everything in the internet one uh, then- like,
0: well, I I'm gonna need you to repeat that again because 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 there was a delay again in your
1: uh- oh I'm sorry I'm sorry so I just said that I'm not sure whom this thumbs up uh, thumbs down is more for like whether it's the public opinion or for the people producing this nonsensical propaganda but you know I'm pretty disappointed at uh looking at the professional professional... professional commentary. uh, I mean, I don't know about the the other parts of the public opinion because we don't have really access to that. So I'm not sure what the average Joe thinks about this uh, in Poland or in America or wherever. But you know, I mean, the professionals, the professional commentariat, I mean, those people that, you know, they just can't leave an hour without leaving an imprint in the internet of what, what do they think or feel about something. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they seem to ignore that and they seem to either ignore that or support that, which is very strange because you said it yourself in the first or the second segment that, you know, the doomsday clock is like, what, one minute, two minutes to midnight or something like this. And yeah. if people are not familiar with the doomsday clocks concept, then please go ahead and Google it up. It's very simple. And it's about
2: scientists estimating
1: scientists. how close are we to nuclear war and uh, a war we, which could break nuclear out uh, accidentally between the United States and Russia or between the United States and China or between the United States and Russia and China this is something that's going to end humanity not the climate change you know and stuff like that no this is going to 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 simply you know we're going to evaporate within i don't know 10 minutes from the moment the first uh, mi- uh, nuclear missile is launched so uh, you know and and this of course uh, signifies the further detachment of, from reality of those people, but uh, that's a different story and different show. Yet, w- what I want to say is that you know it's amazing how this is ignored, and it's amazing how the public opinion uh, is somehow uh, allows that. Now, uh, honestly, quite honestly, I'm not sure how how it should react against that. But but you know, I, I, I see no discontent in the sense that you know, okay, on on uh, in November you were told by some, guess what. Anonymous sources, okay, in the Department of State, that Russia is about to invade Ukraine, and uh, this story has been repeated without any evidence. Has been repeated time after time after time after time, and and the uh, the date of the imminent invasion has been postponed three, four, five times uh, uh, until now, and it's still okay to have it. Like I mean, people still accept that. So it's also uh, you know another. It speaks to the question of you know the propaganda machine that we're up against. Okay, I mean this is. This is ridiculous how 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 effective it it actually is despite it being totally illogical. So uh, that's uh, that's one thing. I don't want to go deeper into that. There are some great programs on our show that you can uh, you can yeah. look up. Great program, great episodes, I mean, of our show. Uh that you can look up. We, we we've spoken to some uh, some really good people about that, and we intend to continue this discussion, of course. Someone from yes, uh,
0: uh someone from uh a, a, a Ukrainian leftist anthropologist, very good uh Russian uh, political scientist, and uh the great Marcus uh, Sloboda.
1: Sloboda, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the US uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's he's very interesting. He's an American living in Russia, by the way. So, uh, he's got like perspective, like his perspective is really uh, wide. Anyway, so that's uh, that's a thumbs down, and and uh, you, you know, I only, you know, I sort of could attach a small thumbs down to it, like telephone the the kind of the telephone calls that uh that followed the meetings that uh, that happened uh you know in the first part of january in geneva and then vienna right the meetings between the american russian delegation and and then there were there was a series of quite neurotic phone calls the most neurotic one uh, of all of them was between zelensky and biden where zelensky was actually trying to convince Biden to stop propping up this nonsense because people are scared here to death and they are taking money massively from their banks the ATMs don't work and like there's no invasion okay so please let's stop this and you know and Biden by the way uh judging at least by the readouts Biden is is you know he was very angry. I mean, judging... Look, I, I, I'm i not a psychologist, but I can see that Biden, you know, the walking corpse that he is, he gets triggered very quickly. I mean, there are things which trigger him and he gets angry immediately in his, you know, very strange, senile manner. You can see that on his press conferences where he just cannot, you know, hold his temper and he just has to say something uh, which is insulting and, and stuff. So, and, and, you know, when you read that ex- uh, that phrases like calm down were exchanged between you know between Biden and Zelensky you know calm down is not like you know the regular phrasebook of two two uh, presidents of two countries discussing allegedly a uh, uh, you know, allies, <laughs> right, on, on top of, <laughs> you know, so, so you get, you get like, whoa, you know, things are going really out of hand here, you know, and, and uh, there's very little reporting about this, of course, because this apparently doesn't matter, mm, but, but also the question of, of, of how they presented, like, you know, they, they go to Ukraine or they, they speak about Ukraine in a, in, in a way that, I mean, they lie all the time. They lie, for example, about the unity of the West against Russia and so on and so forth, where everybody can see that there's no unity. Look at what's, what, what, what Macron is doing. Look at what what Schultz is doing. You know, even uh, uh, this this new uh, chancellor of, of Germany, when they were pressed by the US to send uh, military equipment to Ukraine, because, you know, Ukraine's going to be invaded like any uh, any time now, they, they, they actually, you know, they made fun of it. Like they sent 5,000 helmets, okay? Like, you know, this was just an <laughs> insulting gesture. And the day later or two days later or a week later, they banned Estonia from sending their military equipment to Ukraine because this military equipment came from uh, the dismantled GDR army. And they said, no, you cannot send that anywhere. Wait, yes,
2: nah, wait, said, wait, 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 we are wait, going wait, to help you with a hospital. This is what they did. We are going to build a hospital hmm. in Ukraine. Wait, can, wait uh, can you
0: say again, like, a, 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 what did they stop uh, Estonia from selling to Ukraine? Military equipment. Because this oh. military
1: equipment came from the dismantled uh, GDR army. Okay, In the early 90s, they transferred it to Estonia, maybe to Lithuania and something else. And the Estonians were eager to send it to Ukraine because, of course, they want to stick it to the Russians, right? So they would send anything. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and, and the Germans said, no, our 5,000 helmets are going to be enough. Okay, you cannot send that because we gave it to you, and no way you cannot send that. Sorry, so uh, this is uh, this is this is very and, and you know, the way they treat Ukraine, also like I'm sorry, but the West treats Ukraine like utter crap. I mean, they just want to have their flag post there to stick it to the Russians and to poke the Russian bear every once in a while. This is the only Way that Ukraine matters in the geostrategic interests of the West. That's the only I wanna, thing that I have want.
2: A, a question here, uh, yeah. uh, Boyan, because it seems I underestimated Zelensky. I saw him in a couple of YouTube videos where he tries very hard to get people to calm down, saying that there is no invasion, saying that everybody should calm down. And I say I may have underestimated him because coming from uh, the media and he is a media personality and right now this is a propaganda war and he seems a little bit more able that I would have gave him credit for because uh, I think it's the right thing to do, you know, to... Come up with this discourse. There is no invasion. No invasion is going to be here. Please calm down because uh, this is what they want. What do you say? Yeah, I think I that's think possible.
0: Being, like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll just say very briefly that I think you're being way too, way too easy on Zelensky because I, because, <laughs> because I keep getting other news that Zelensky is basically playing footsie with. There's a war. There's a war. We need to stick it to the Russians. There's a war. There's a war. We need to stick it to the Russians. And then I see him do a complete 180 uh, by saying de-escalation, de-escalation. The Russians are not coming. So, and yeah, and, and you know the worst thing I've that might actually happen. I've I've planned to say about Zelensky would which, uh, which would take too much time, but but he he he, he gets nothing but thumbs down for me because i
1: yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah well look yeah, i mean obviously obviously I mean,
1: yeah yeah what i want to say is that and i don't feel that maria was apologizing for him i i feel no. that you know obviously like he's doing something but why is he doing that like there are two elements here one is of course that he's pressed by some uh uh some oligarchs and why is he pressed by oligarchs? well the oligarchs in in, in ukraine they obviously came to the conclusion that if things go as the the West would like them to go, which is to provoke Russia to the extent that Russia would do something or maybe an all-out war. Or I, I don't know. Many options are on the table. All options are on the table, really. Yeah. At least on the Russian side, for sure. Then, uh, you know, that they will just... They will lose everything because you know if you are an oligarch, you need a country, and you know the nineties
2: are over. Wow, this is great! I mean, I'm going to quote you on this one. If you're an oligarch, you need a country. This is also for Romanian oligarchs. Listen to Boyan.
0: Yeah, yeah, guys, (laughs) you need
2: a country, people. (laughs) This is yeah, but I will let me
1: tell you what what, what, you know that the nineties are over. It used to be so that the oligarchs from Russia that used to wreck the country and collaborate with the West were received with, uh, you know, uh, received the war were received in the West, and and and, and we're getting warm welcomes and 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 set uh, and we're able to set uh, uh, settle down in, in in London, in Cyprus, in in you know in the United States, all over the place, right? But that's no 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 no. It's not happening anymore. And by the way, this is how. Uh, how things uh, have turned around in the beginning of the century. Why is that? Because at the beginning, the Russian authorities, including Vladimir Putin that is so demonized right now, they thought That they will actually continue on the same, uh, they will continue the same course. They will actually be friends with the West, and the West is going to allow them receive. uh, The West is going to receive them, and and so on and so forth. And then they discovered at some sometime at the break of the century, must have been two thousand and five or something. They discovered no, no, no. Their money is welcome, but they have to stay home. Because there's not enough room. And this is uh, how, you know, it, uh, th- the things have started mm, to, uh, to be more confrontational and, and, you know, end up the way they end up right now. So <clears throat> this, is, uh, this is my sort of thumbs down. But, you know, since we are there and we have, we're running out of time, I will ignore my two thumbs, da- uh, thumbs down that I wanted to communicate here. And I will focus on just one, which is related to that problem. Which is the gas prices that are uh, skyrocketing? Mm-hmm. We have been skyrocketing uh, for the last, well, let's say half a year, but particularly since October. That was now, and and of course, of course, the general public is widely informed that there can only be one reason for this, which is the evil Russian president. I mean, he does this, he wrecked the world economy, he wrecked the gas supplies, he wrecked everything because he's an evil person and he wants everybody to 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 die freezing or 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 starving or whatever, right? So I I go like, okay, okay, fine, fine. So let, let me just check. Check it out. Okay. Just just so that I, 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 you know, just to confirm that, that obviously let's see how bad he is and how how he wants us to die. So, according to what I have read, and I take my news not from Russian media, not even from Western media, but I take it from professional platforms like oilprice.com and stuff like that. Now, according to the data that is published there, unless oil price com is also another outlet that is uh, uh, run by the kremlin but i hope not so so the, the gas prices have actually soared due to the fact that russia supplied less gas not to europe but to the spot markets in europe
0: exactly.
1: why has russia supplied less gas to the spot markets in europe because russia is uh, under no obligation to supply anything there. the spot markets are there for countries who have an abandoned abundance of something after they trade uh, you know with their stable partners, after they trade yeah. with them, if there's something that is you know left, then we can put it on the spot market. Maybe someone needs more gas and could buy that uh, you know amount of gas that is offered to the spot market. Now, there are countries in Europe that still operate within the framework of long-term contracts. One such country is, guess, guess which? Germany, you know. And Germany has no problem with gas supplies whatsoever. They just get, you know. And, and Gazprom and the Russian authorities have been repeating from the very beginning of this crisis and of this media hysteria about it. Guys, You want gas? We've got gas, no problem. Let's sign a contract. We'll we'll get you all the gas that you need, maybe even a little more. We'll you know, we'll give you a bonus if you like. But this is gonna happen through the long-term fund. This This is is, gas. I wanna
2: wanna weigh in here. This is very important. So there are two types of of ways to, to buy energy because energy is not something that you can store, you cannot store electricity in your backyard, okay? So uh, the energy market has this this, uh, very important uh, characteristic that you cannot store anything, okay? So you have two possibilities to go about it. You have long-time contracts, and the propaganda, and everybody said, oh, you have long-term contracts with Gazprom, with Russia, these are bad. You are supporting the Russian government that is authoritarian, whatever. Okay. So what they did instead, and this was a few years back, a very powerful lobby that influenced the European Commission and the European Parliament was, okay, we go for the liberalization of the market and we go to the spot market. Basically, the spot market is like a casino. Everybody can go there and you can go there without producing energy. You can sell it. We even had an article in the Romanian press that was very, I don't know what got into them because that is usually a right-wing publication, the Financial Times is called, uh, the financial newspaper. And the manager said, how can you sell something that you cannot produce? And unfortunately, this spot market instead of hurting the Russians, it supported them more and it opened the door for a lot of speculation and for a lot of things that I just told you about. One million electricity bills in Romania were uh, overcharging people for electricity. Not one, you know, what's in the favor of the people. They were all in the favor of those parasites, basically. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. do not own the electricity plants or the wires that transport the electricity. They own nothing, you know? This is insane. And we basically shot ourselves in the foot with this. Oh, market, or somewhere which higher. Is very important.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so this is, this is of course, and I want to say, that first of all, I agree with everything that you just uh, uh, said. I also want to add that uh, you know Russia has been insisting on those uh, long-term contracts. Why did Russia insist? not because it wants to blackmail anyone but because it wants to be able to sell their gas and and have the market predictable for them. So what did they do? okay, the Europeans don't want gas or don't want the the long-term contracts so we're going to be looking for right. other partners that are going to be prepared to sign those long-term yeah. contracts contracts with us. One such partner is China. Which used to buy a lot of American gas, by the way, Uh, but now it's uh, there are two new pipelines. Uh, One I think is already in uh, in operational. The other one it's called Siberia something. I'm sorry, I don't remember Siberia Siberian Power or something like that. Anyway, and it it supplies gas to China and to Mongolia. And there's going to be be another pipeline, uh, which means the the gas supplies are going to increase in this direction. And I'm sure that once China gets into this, uh, the, the the market, the Asian market is going to be even more open to uh, purchase Russian gas and other Russian uh, natural resources. So, you know, for the Russians, it's very rational. They just wanted to make sure that, you know, that there is income and that this income is going to be stable uh, because you know Gazprom is is, is a state-owned uh, enterprise, so you know obviously it plays a major role in the Russian economy, and that's just natural, that's normal, regardless of what you think about the uh, political profile of the authorities in Russia or anywhere else. They they're just doing the rational thing, right? So uh, this is uh, and, and and of course when they supply gas to other partners through long-term contracts, they have less gas. Simply, they have less gas to, to support and they have no interest in supporting, uh, you know, those spot markets. I mean, the uh, supplying, sorry, the the to, to the spot markets. And of course, there here is what you mentioned, Yuri, is here is the Nord Stream 2 element stepping in. Why? Because the Russians, uh, there is general perception, which is completely false, that it's a Russian idea to have this Nord Stream 2 in place so that the Russians could leverage allegedly European Union. No, no, that's not true. It, it was originally a German idea, and, that, and Russians were very hesitant to actually uh, uh, collaborate on this uh, major project. But eventually, the Germans have actually talked them into that, and they did this. And now, since, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 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 September last year, this pipeline is operational and is full of gas. But because of political uh, considerations, <laughs> the You know, it has to be dele- delayed, you know, certifications, sanctions, other bureaucratic nonsense has to be uh, uh, employed here. And you know, the Russians thought like, okay, I mean, this is really getting uh, uh, getting old. I mean, we invested so much money in it. And the Germans, w- which uh, allegedly are the hegemon in the European Union, they cannot even you know stand up to the Americans and tell them, no, <clears throat> please go out, play, hide and do you know what. We're going to certify whatever is uh, remains to be certified and we're going to be getting the Russian gas because we are dependent on Russian gas. We have long-term contracts and we want it and the Europe wants it and so on and so forth. No, they were not able to do that and the Russians got annoyed. And one of the reasons that they were supplying even less to the spot markets is that they were expecting that this kind of speculation is going to raise the prices to the extent that once they start selling, they will be able to reimburse the entire investment that they had to put into this Nord Stream 2 pipeline, since now its functionality is endangered, as well as the, you know, the the investment, a major investment, you know how much, well, you don't know probably, but you can imagine how much money it takes to build a pipeline of that size and of that importance. So, you know, they they are now and I'm looking at, at Gazprom's uh revenue. Guys, do you even realize what's going on there? The Gazprom's uh Gazprom's revenue for uh for 2021 estimation like not everything has been counted up yet, but is that it's it's uh, let me tell you, it's
0: uh actually boy uh, uh actually Blanc, can you repeat that again because there's 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 connection issues oh, i again. don't know okay there are connection issues obviously so i just
1: wanted to quote uh, the uh the uh, the revenue for Gazprom for 2021 yeah so they got something uh like uh if i'm not mistaken i mean the calculations are still under under the way but we're talking about something like 8.5 uh trillion rubles. Okay, and that's according to not to the American Anglo-Saxon scale, but according to the European scale. Now, trillion is something where you have a, a digit and eighteen zeros after this. Okay, but how much
2: would that now, translate exactly. into euros? Exactly. All
1: right, so one one trillion rubles is is eleven. Uh, Eleven again. I am not. Uh, I don't know what the the English uh, uh, digit scale for that is, but it's like you have a billion and another three zeros on top of that. Okay, so it's like fifteen. Uh, so it's like eleven and fifteen zeros after it, in terms of euros. Okay, so it it got eleven plus fifteen zeros. Whatever the uh, the, the official name of that number is. Yeah. Okay, of euros times 8.5. That's what they got, okay. And this and the prices are skyrocketing. Oh,
2: so, so so much for punishing Russia and making yeah. them suffer. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wanted oh, to. Oh, and so yeah. much for punishing the authoritarian regime. This is unbelievable. This is un. Yeah. It is like the Romanians saying that they are going to impose sanctions. And, and we, how do we, we, impose we pay and for this? And, and, we and, and, pay and, and, for this. You know, we pay well, for this. And, and
1: the businesses are are, are, are closing down, and the, you know, families are not being able to pay their uh, to pay their their, their bills and everything, and at the same time, they are not dismantling that system, which is creating great revenues for Gazprom and terrible bur- puts terrible burden on, on on the Europeans. They are not doing that, okay? I mean, this is crazy. And I will tell you one last thing about it because I see that we're ending the program in like two or three minutes, guys. Yeah. I want to tell you this, because in Poland, you know, there's a lot of uh, kind of Russia phobia and stuff like that. So everything, like whatever happens, like there's too much snow, too much sun. It's always the Russians, right? And 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 now they say that, oh, you know, the Russians are blackmailing because they're not sending us enough gas. So we are going to demand from the Russians that they sell uh, sell gas on prices that we agreed to. Uh, in let me let me give you the uh, uh let me give you the, the 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 year we agreed on in 2012 now why why exactly now what happened in 2012 well in 2012 uh Poland actually it happened a year earlier the 2012 was like the the first year when the new prices started to uh to, to well to be official the in 2011 Poland decided to revoke the contract that they had with the Russian Federation about gas supplies, where there was a sta- stable price on that. Okay, there was a stable price, and this is the, this is why uh, 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 this was the argument. The stable price is wrong because you know the market is going to give you a better price. And at the yes, time when this lobby definitely. that you mentioned, this lobby that you mentioned was doing its job in the European Union. By the way, mostly British, from what I heard were there back in the back in the day when they were still in the European Union so the and, and somehow the people all those bureaucrats great politicians European leaders they were not able to come to to the simple conclusions that when the prices of gas are sometimes low then there are gonna be moments when the prices of when the price of gas is going to be very high and the long-term contract has this mechanism of stable price exactly for the purpose uh, you know to pre- protect the economies you know, of different countries, from these sort of convoluted, uh, uh, you know, price arrangements that could occur spontaneously. So, you know, they actually, under the pressure, e- either out of their own stupidity or under the pressure of that lobby, I don't know. Okay, they 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 took Russia to court, actually, an international court somewhere, like arbitrage or arbitrary court or whatever, in order to 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 force them, uh, you, you know, to uh, uh to, to allow Poland to, to uh, dismantle the contract okay So they took them to court they they they, they revoked the contract and now they want Russia to sell the gas on a spot market at the same price that was put in the contract that they dismantled in courts. I mean, and you know, this know, is the pro- can and, you just even imagine what the Russians are thinking? I mean, well, the well, Russians are going like, are those people really doing this? I mean, is this, this is even, well, well, even well, real? Well, well,
0: well, this, well, this is the problem with anti-Russia fundamentalism, anti-Putin derangement syndrome. And this is the problem where NATO we're, we're and arms companies make a killing, but everybody else loses on just basic short-term and long-term effects, which is... You need something to heat up your house and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and exactly. I wanna I wanna, I say, wanna I w- say before yeah.
2: you before you go, yeah, I, I, I mean I will conclude. This is sentence. also the hypocrisy. People, if you don't like Vladimir Putin, why are you supporting Gazprom? You are basically supporting him. Why are you doing this? Because you are hurting us. I am paying electricity bills, and you should see my parents living only in one and heating only one part of the house and also calling me every day to ask me how much is the the electricity bill and the gas bill. So you are doing this, you are hurting us, not Putin. Why? Yeah, yeah, of
1: course, of course, and and on top of everything, I I suppose that they actually hoped with this spot market to wreck Gazprom. I I think they hoped for this, the, but but this is you know like the the effect is entirely opposite. But look, they they had this great idea, Eureka! At one moment they shouted and they go, they went like, we're gonna go for Qatar, for, for gas from Qatar, and <laughs> yeah. suddenly you know all those democratic European governments, you know, upholding the human rights and and all the rest of it, the the emir of Qatar. Became Became their biggest friend. Okay, fine. Okay, sometimes in poli- sometimes in international politics, I understand you gotta sort of you know make compromises, I suppose. But okay, that, that's not important. But the Emir of Qatar, guess what? What he said? Okay, he said, guys, we can talk about that. But first, if you want, you know, like all the pipelines, infrastructure, if you want our gas, you build it, and then we will f- we'll see whether we're gonna <laughs> pump anything in the, into that. Second, only long term contracts, nothing else. Spot market, forget it. We, we we don't even want to discuss that, and third, long term contracts and the gas that you uh, 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 that you accumulate through the purchases via those long term contracts from us, it can never be resold anywhere. No spot markets. It's for you and for your uh, you know for your economy's use, and that's it. So. Basically, oh, you know, so I just funny. want to say that the, what a great strategy! What a fantastic international operation! Like, I mean,
0: <laughs> European leaders, good job, really. I mean, this talk is about, this is where oh, we want yeah, to go. Yeah, exactly. Talk about thumbs down. Uh, just before we uh, conclude, because we're going a bit over time, but just before we conclude, uh, uh, boy, if you want to uh, talk, uh, you know, talk briefly. You had another uh, thumbs. Uh, Thumbs down, which, 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 which I do think our audience would be interested uh, in knowing, which is uh, Novak Djokovic, Joe Rogan, and uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Do you want to... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I,
2: I, but okay. this is for another show, I would say. Please All right, keep So very it briefly, short.
0: here's my position. Here's my position,
1: okay? Because I understand that there could be some interest in it. And if people are interested in my position, that's, that's great. Uh, so I, I want to say this. People happen to say things which are... Not accurate, sometimes stupid or silly. People happen to have flips of the tongue. People happen to have all kinds of linguistic mishaps. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes they even say things that they don't. They, they don't. And know especially about.
2: Especially us who are not native in English. So.
1: Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. I make a lot of mistakes in English language. So yeah. Uh, so obviously, you know, I, I I might have said something which is I don't know not correct or not accurate enough, and, and uh, right now. The question is, how do we react to this and whether we uh, we acknowledge that those things are just part of the reality? I mean, there is this great desire, particularly on the left, to have a perfect world, okay? Will, will, will people are only use the perfect phrases? Will people are, uh, you know, and it's also in the hope that the reality is going to change under the... Pressure of, of whatever uh, weight of those perfect phrases and stuff like that. And I feel that this is complete and utter nonsense. We should not expect from the reality to be perfect, and we should not want to make it perfect. What we should make perfect is ourselves. We should make the society as perfect as possible, but not that does not mean. That we're going to program people, but that we're going to encourage people to react with a sense of proportion to what is happening, to be mentally balanced, to be emotionally balanced, to have a happy life, satisfaction, and progress. That's what—that's more or less what the you know Communist Manifesto is all about. So, uh, you know, now we had this, except for the Russia hysteria, we had a hysteria about something, which I find very strange. Like I did not want to know who Novak Djokovic was or is. I did not want to know who uh, is I don't know the winner of whatever international tournament in t- in, in tennis. I don't care. I did not want to. I feel this was enforced on me, and this was clearly you know uh, yeah. sort of uh, uh, kind Uh-oh. of crossing my boundaries. Okay, and 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 this is something that is that became a focal point for many people for no reason whatsoever. I mean. There is a guy playing tennis. He went to Australia. His visa was once revoked, then returned, uh, revoked and returned again. He was back and forth, in and out of arrest and stuff like that. And I'm sure this is bad. I'm sure, I mean, I, mean, I don't like, I, I think that there should be a consistent policy. I mean, either you let people in with something or you don't let people in. And this should have been cleared from the, ver- cleared from the very beginning. And I don't think that it was just the way that he was bureaucratically treated and so, so on and so forth. But to make him a hero, because of the fact that he became a victim of some kind of bureaucratic mismanagement, you know, in Australia, is 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 like you know, guys. I mean, this is this is a complete, I mean, it's not a nonsense, it's 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 an aberration. It's just so stupid. And the whole public opinion was divided because of Novak Djokovic getting this or getting that, and so on. And so forth. why would you even care? I mean, think about the prices of gas. No, but Novak Djokovic and, and you know, the, the, the new totalitarianism that is coming. New Why don't you think about the current totalitarianism? You go to work, you're in a totalitarian uh, environment. What can you do there? What's the democracy? Where's the? This is totalitarianism that you should be focusing on if you're really concerned about the deficits of democracy in your everyday life. And if, no, and, and, also,
0: and also, and also, if you're concerned about the treatment of, uh, you, you know, of, uh, you know, of, uh, of how uh, immigrants and whatnot are treated in Australia, I can tell you, Novak Djokovic got a five-star treatment compared to uh, refugees sure. and migrants in, uh, sure. in Australia, and uh, or, or the indigenous people
1: be, in Australia and stuff, right? But that
0: goes, yeah, yeah, but, that goes back. To the anti-vax fundamentalism. Yeah, but exactly, um, yeah. and then, but also, I, uh, but also, I think, I think, uh, you know, you know, very briefly, you, you want, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, off-screen, you want to talk about Joe Rogan. I just mm-hmm. want to say, you know, the following because this goes back to what we were talking with the whole toxic debate about vaccines and stuff like that. I just want to say, you know, about Joe Rogan, I'm not a big fan of uh, Joe Rogan's program. He invites too many right-wingers for my liking, but he does invite some very good uh, guests if you you like music and if you like, you know, uh, uh, people like Abby Martin, Lee Kemp. But I just want to say the following about uh, about Joe Rogan. The response to Joe Rogan, if he's inviting too many people who have an anti-vax position, I just want to say this. Instead of canceling, censoring him, trying to kick him off Spotify or saying that you're boycotting Spotify in order for somebody else to be censored, just do the following. Knowing knowing enough about Joe Rogan and saying enough of his program, just try to engage with him, try to get on his program, suggest to him somebody that has a pro vaxa uh, position, and who knows, maybe you can have a debate or something, but that should be the way. Engage. Not, censored. yeah, especially
1: that he is willing to engage, by the way. Okay, so uh, like, but, but I want to say this because you started with something that is very characteristic, uh, for the left, and and uh, you know, I don't want to blame you for any wrongdoing here, don't get me wrong, but but you know, th- this is how it often starts, like, you know, w- with a kind of apology that you know, um uh, Joe Rogan is not my favorite, he's not really, you know, the hero of my story, and stuff like that because he invites too many right wing Yuri, it doesn't matter, he's not really my hero either. The point is that he is. The host of the most popular show, talk show in the history of humanity. I mean, there is no, no other more popular program all over the world than his, okay? So, he said something or he invited someone who said something weird, stupid, uh, uh, surreal about the vaccines, okay? Like, he invites people from all over the place, from the entire spectrum. Exactly. You have, like, Bernie Sanders, Jimmy Dore, uh, yes. Tulsi Gabbard, uh, you know, and and Barry Weiss, you know? <laughs> Everyone, like, okay. They, they, yeah. They're there. Alex Jones, probably. I don't know. Like, all of yeah, them exactly, are there. Exactly, exactly. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, come on. Who takes their medical advice from Joe Rogan? No one does. I mean, who... People, you really feel that people go like, "Oh, let me see what Joe Rogan said on his show about the vaccine." So this is how I'm gonna, this is how I'm gonna react to it. Like, well, like, come but, on, well, guys! Well, 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 they would oh,
0: say, "Oh, oh you'll well, well, be surprised. Well, 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 you'll well, be surprised, well, 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 boy, exactly, how, exactly, how important
2: exactly. these things are." E- exactly. Because Some we live people- in a society where, unfortunately. Doctors and their opinions are overrun by people who are very wise in terms of in terms of media. This is but the real. He's reality. not very
1: wise. He's a Fear Facts uh, host, like a yes, Fear Factor yes, host. Like, yeah.
2: Wise in a way that they appeal to the public, and unfortunately, knowledge and popularity. Uh, are different things. He has popularity. He doesn't have knowledge, but people go for popularity and they confuse popularity with knowledge, I would say. This is the problem. They might be confusing,
1: but I don't believe anyone is getting like going to Joe Rogan to hear what he thinks about the vaccine so that that they can make up their mind. I don't
0: believe that. But some
1: people are. Some people are. are. Maybe some people are. are. But okay, that's a tiny faction of people then. I don't know how
2: many, but I do agree that you know what we can do here as a Media, I just want to weigh in before we close. We could do something like this when you have a controversial issue. Uh, there is not only the freedom of expression, but also the value of pluralism. And you have something that is anti-vaccines, You can have somebody that is pro-vaccine, and if they speak for thirty minutes anti, then you can give thirty minutes to the other person, and everything is solved. Problem solved. Yeah,
1: probably, probably yes. What, what I mean here is that what irritated me is that once he said something, which he apologized for, by the way, afterwards when it when, when there was when it turned out that there's going to be so much tear, but. What happened, and what irritated me, is that I hear the first thing before I even was able to, I don't know, get to the show where he said what he he said the thing that uh, that caused the uproar. Okay, before I was, I hear, I heard people like, uh, I don't know, Neil Young, which I thought he was dead, by the way, uh, you know, Neil Young g- going like, oh, I'm going to remove my music from Spotify for as long as, you know, Joe Rogan is there spreading his nonsense and stuff like that. Well, guess what? Joe Rogan has been on Spotify for quite some time and Spotify has paid, Spotify has paid millions of dollars to get him there out of YouTube or wherever uh, as yeah. he uh, used to be before. So obviously, and it, Like, what is wrong? Like, why would you just go out shouting like this, like crazy, reminding the audience that you're actually alive, okay, like Neil Young? Uh,
2: You know why? Because there is no regulation, Boyan, and people turn to each other and there is a fight, I have these followers... My followers, come after me, like the army, you know. Uh, then Yuri has his well, followers. then it's a stupid oh, decision. Oh, if Maria is there, that I am not there. Because there is no regulation, unfortunately. And there are no rules, but the rules of the money, the power, and the popularity. And well, this is yeah, what well, happens. In, in, in that it's case, a sort of in... crazy hunger game where, oh, I have this uh, fan base, and okay. I am against you. They, and they organize all these okay. quarrels because there is no regulation, as I told you. And they operate only to the logic of profit, and they don't have this. When there is such a sensitive problem like vaccines, you should have this 30 minutes for that, 14 minutes pro or anti. We have both points of view, problem solved. But no, okay, maybe because you yeah. don't have that, you know, you don't have any uh, kind uh, all, right, regulation, all right, and then you have people at each other's throats, yeah, okay, okay. But that's not, you know, like people can be at each
1: other's throats, and it will always be for some reason sometimes at each other's throats and uh I, what I'm saying here is that this reaction is completely stupid even strategically if you like because if if we are to uh, you know follow the, the the construct that you presented that I will take my followers I will take my toys from here and I'm not gonna play with you in the same sandbox that's fine okay but then you know he is on the receiving uh, I mean he's losing the Neil young is using because uh, like who can compare with the popularity of Joe Rogan not many people really I don't know no, maybe Michael Jackson would just, say,
0: no, Jackson. But I would just I, no, but I, I I would I would I would just say you know in close uh going back to what you were saying what we you know what we you know what we need to do I know it's not fun and it's very frustrating but what we need to do is 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 we need to engage with the people who uh who have the anti-vax views uh we can't uh, you know we can't just Cancel them, and for God's sake,s Joe Rogan's a pre, you know is a pretty rational guy. If you just suggest him to 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 invite someone who has a pro vax position, yeah, he'll do it. it uh, engage, not censorship, and.
2: Ah, and, and we yeah. went over time again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and
1: exactly. And the, last, and the last hysteria, which probably did not develop to this extent, was about Whoopi Goldberg saying something obviously oh, please, stupid. Please,
2: please, please leave it for the other.
1: <laughs> S- saying something obviously stupid, but this is just, you know, okay, so she said something stupid. She apologized. What's the uproar? I mean, wh- how many posts do you have to have about this? Like, people say something stupid every once in a while. She's simply, un- she doesn't know what she's talking about. That's the problem, and this is the bigger problem. Like you have hosts on national TVs, okay, national TV stations in America, who have no idea what they're talking about, and they will just go ahead and tell you, "Yeah, yeah, Russia is going to invade Ukraine, or Jews are not a race, or, or uh, Holocaust was not about race." You know, they will tell you all kinds of stupid things, and those stupid things are said every day. It's funny how only some of them trigger
0: you, you know. To
2: yeah,
0: yeah, true, true.
2: Okay, all right, well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was quite a quite a three part epic uh, on the barricades, but yes, this was uh, uh, the, the yes, this has been an edition of on the barricades. We are uh, closing uh, right now. Uh, th- th- this is our thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, uh, Boyan and Maria, thank you so much for inviting me on again to uh, do this. And uh, I encourage everybody to uh, ch- uh, to of course subscribe to the barricade donate generously to the barricade on their uh, patreon uh, page and you can and, and if you're interested in my journalism uh just you, you know just type into uh youtube you're a muckraker you can see how it's uh, spelled and i hope to uh see you guys there for one plus one which is your place where i can be your in myth busting.
2: <laughs> okay okay